<laughs> I wanted to get away for the weekend. No way I'm trusting my podcast. You've seen it, right? So I decided to be smart about it. I shop around, and not only is the MEP report nearby, but they have the best podcast with the most beautiful emu you've ever seen. And smart starting to feel real good. The MEP report guy says, We'll put the top down for you, and it's all yours. And I say, That's how I'm going to play it all weekend. Do you know how hard it was to stop listening to the MEP report? Do you know how easy it's going to be to do that weekend all over again? The smart money is on the MEP report. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Alright, in that case, welcome to Mep Report number 97, and I believe this is actually officially December 1st, 2007. Welcome, greetings, hello, salutations, and what's up? What's going on, everybody out there? We're all here, the gang is all here this week, we're all doing great, we're just saying hello. Are we all doing great? Russ, are you doing great? I think we're doing, I mean, I don't know, are we doing great? I'm doing great, doing great, I want to give a shout out to our friends in Beijing, a big ni hao, and a wo bu and uh, <laughs> Nihao Ma, Shemasher, Boucher, Boucher, okay. no. Um Apparently, I've been tracking our stats, and we all know what a genius I am at doing that. But one thing that I'm sure of... Have you discovered that is, China does not exist as a country? Nobody lives no, in I've China. I've discovered that somebody, somebody from Beijing, possibly a small village or a condominium or one crazy person, has downloaded every single episode of ours in the nice. last day. Hey, just, what's like, up, China? through every MEP report, and they're in Beijing, and I wanted to say, big ni hao. A big ni hao! Nice. Did you do that by accident? Pretty, pretty sweet. Are you able to do that by accident? Like, they no, just stumbled on it and accidentally it, downloaded every show? No, he did it in, like, six different batches. He was like, I like this, I like these, I like these, and these! <laughs> and he kept downloading more. Nice. Well, assuming that Chad hasn't gone overseas to China, I think we can pretty well, much guess that that's good. Hey, what's up, China? Maybe he's trying to prepare himself for the upcoming Olympics. He wants to, like, you know, be able to prepare him, him or herself for coming onslaught of for Americans. the podcast listener competition. Oh, God. They, they've got the some trouble if they think this is the standard they're like we come to you with your love of emus and everyone's like what and they're like and your heavily liberal stances and your anti-war beliefs and your belief that things are funny in strange movies about clowns and everyone's like what are you talking about that is what yeah, america is to learn english <laughs> exactly. I'm Olympians. Map move. I map move. What? I map move. Dude, if we're watching the Olympics and we okay, see a bunch crazy. of people wearing MEP shirts, that's oh, all we need. Awesome. If we get big in China, we are all set. Freaking billion shows. Man. Well, yeah. China. Well, uh, yeah, America's next there. top model is uh, is in China right now. Maybe that's who's downloading us. America's next top model is. Yeah, maybe it's the m- models and none of over the there. Officials 
can understand enough of what we say to ban us. So that's a good thing too. I know. Yeah, by the time they, they translate the it, they're off. like, "Is this inappropriate?" I don't know. He said something about Jello mittens. That can't be the right <laughs> translation. Fire the translator. You're fired, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Who speaks English here? Go get Hun Wu. No, he was much better translation. No, we executed him last month. Chicken walker and then push a celery off a cliff. No, you're fired. <laughs> oh God. Fuck. Well. <laughs> no. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of shout-outs to people, I want to send two shout-outs to Chad, who uh, sent us two emails, actually. First of all, he confirmed that uh, it was Chad who left us the voicemail about a month ago. And by the way, for our Chinese listeners, you can call. It will be an international call, and unfortunately it's not toll-free. But you could uh, you could call <laughs> our number, and that would be great, which is 206-600-MEP1, I believe. So you can call in America, 206-600-MEP1. We'd love to hear from you. But Chad left a voicemail. And uh, he said he was listening to the latest show when we requested my voicemail. And he says, quote, since I was bored while working at Walmart, I decided to MEP into the MEP line. So we want to thank him for uh, not paying attention to his job and paying attention to the MEP report. That's really that's really sweet. And he also said he loves Guitar Hero, but that was a separate issue. And then he later on sent us another email saying that he was listening yeah, we don't to... don't that part. Yeah, not at all. But he said he was listening to episode 95, and for the first half, it felt like he was physically tuned into the show. You'll remember this is where we posited the idea that people won't have to download stuff. It'll just right. come into your brain. Mm -hmm. So he was saying for the first oh, half, it right. felt like it was physically tuned into the show, but then I fell asleep and had to restart the next day during lunch. I like to listen to podcasts right before I fall asleep in bed, because that's when I get the least interruptions and I get to fully enjoy the show. This message gets better, though, because then he says, then a while ago at a local Food Lion store, which is a big thing down in the South, I was wearing wearing a MEP shirt and got a few laughs from the cashier. Sadly, none of my immediate family gets the joke. Uh, so I pointed out to him that uh, they will eventually get there. Um, the fact that they he too. gets us first just means that they'll, Which you know, joke it'll in make particular? sense. Was it the well, How to Be Funny t-shirt? I think yeah, it's the How to Be it? Funny thing. I'm pretty sure it's the How to Be Funny thing would yeah. be my guess, yeah. I would think. I don't, you know. Because I, otherwise, a few laughs. Like, the cashier's like, that's funny, but this isn't funny, but that's funny, right? I would assume. And the family's like, why is he making fun of pretending he's a Nazi? What What is that all about? Why Why is that? Yeah. Oh, so I'm I assuming see. that's what it's I about. See. But anyway, uh, and then he also says that uh, he also talks about the strange food thing we talked about a little while ago. And he says the strangest he's ever heard of is spicy brownies. But his favorite foods all involve bagels. For example, dry tuna on a toasted bagel or a turkey and cheese bagel sandwich. And he Signs off, Viva La Turkey Mep. So I just wanted to send a shout-out to Chad. Thank you very much, as always, for checking us out, Chad. And everyone out there, please send us emails and voicemails, and we'll read them. And Me generally, we'll make fun Ooh. of you. That's right. Even if yeah, it's Chinese. What was your translation? Wash, 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 you. Wash, 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 you? Does that mean anything? Just be careful. Okay, yeah, Ni Hao means, means hello. I know Ni Hao means hello, but what? Oh. wash, wash, goyo. Wash, 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 you. I speak Mandarin. Be Even careful the I way you but I say do it I do. because it's all an inflection. You do one like a little inflection wrong, and, you're and you may be asking someone to execute right. his friend or something, That's which is right. bad. I took it in high school, so wash walk wo you. I speak Chinese. Wash walk wo you. May I eat your testicles? So <laughs> it's a very subtle difference. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it really is like which that. Which is different. usually said to it. Which is usually said to livestock because they eat a lot of goat <laughs> testicles. And if and they, they get it wrong, it's not like they the eye. Wanna... Right, yeah. 
Yeah, they want to honor the animal. In many cultures, they honor the animal before they kill it and eat it. And so in Chinese, right. they may I eat your testicles? Well, too bad you can't answer. You're dead. Uh, delicacy for me. If they so get the inflection wrong, though, the animal thinks they've got a reprieve. They're like, you know, oh, hello to you, too. Wait, what are you doing? Ah, oh, God. You know, so that's... No. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, there, yes. there was that one time... I don't remember. I don't. I wasn't in Beijing. I don't want to hear this. this. I was going to say, what a great lead in. There was the one time when. Well, there was this one time. Speaking of eating testicles, there's this great story. That reminds me of a story. (laughs) Well, it does, because there's this one time when when my dad and I were in China, all of our meals were kind of arranged for us, and there's this one time where we went off the beaten path. Our guide took us to this restaurant, was down this alley. It's like you gotta we get this will be the best meal you ever had, and it was it was one of the best meals I'd ever had. But I I wasn't quite sure what I was eating. Um, it, it was tasted it, like you know, chicken. They actually, to be fair, tiger penis, and this is not a joke. Tiger penis is actually an aphrodisiac, and it is a custom-made yeah. Chinese soup. Yeah, it's and a it's soup, made yeah. because you eat the tiger penis, and then you can get all the ladies. Right. Yeah, no, I that's how that. it works, or something. There's a I few different so, yeah. peni actually that they make into soups. More in than just fact, the tiger. I think there was a policy debate case back in high school, like specifically about tiger penis soup. Because one year the topic was U.S.-Sino relations or Chinese foreign policy. Right. And so somebody wrote a case about how we should ban tiger penis soup. And then all the other schools had to do all this research about, no, if you ban tiger penis soup, then relations with the U.S. and China will go down, ultimately leading <laughs> to nuclear war. Nuclear war. <laughs> and, of course, they read, this, live. they read this at top speed, right? <laughs> tiger penis, tiger penis, tiger penis. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Right. Nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> I have spreading five nuclear wars. Penis. You have three. Therefore, I win the debate. I win. It wouldn't be us like sanctioning like. China or anything like that that would cause the war. It'd be it us break banning down the aphrodisiac market. Right. Yeah. That's okay. great. Right. <laughs> yep. And all the frustrated and uh, sexually, you know, inactive China people would join the uh, the million man army and right. come get us. And then nuclear war. Right. Well, gotcha. that's awesome. good to know then. So, and it all started with a tiger penis. Well, um, so I, I Never this actually, land war in Asia. Which exactly with, with aphrodisiacs? <laughs> so this is actually a good segue into something that I wanted to talk about because I just couldn't believe no, this story when I saw it. It is really I no, it is. Disagree, sir. It oh, is okay, because fine. it's about culture. It really is about different cultural things. Actually, it's about. Well, cultural I disagree that this is something you previously wanted to talk about, uh, not something you just found. Right? No, I no no I looked it up because I no I looked it up. I, that's why I put in Clea the search Teddy Bear Sudan. I don't think I would have done that in the hopes I would come across this story. Okay. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you've heard about this story, um, Russ, if you've been following it at all, but. Basically, what happened was a British woman who had previously been a teacher at a private school in Liverpool, I believe, went to this private school in the Sudan, which has a bunch of expats and a bunch of, you know, rich people who go there and teaches people who I think are younger kids. Like, I want to say that's maybe, you know, like second, third grade or something like that. Right. And she was trying to teach these kids about the different names of animals and sort of discuss things with animals, right? So she asked the class what they wanted to name this teddy bear, and the class voted to name the teddy bear Muhammad. Okay, now so far you think, okay, well that's fine. You know, Muhammad, uh, there are other no, teddy bears no, named Muhammad. No, you can't name, use the name. Yes, so you can't use the name Muhammad to call a teddy, to, to yeah, do something well, about a teddy bear. Well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why okay, wait a minute. Because, Why? because Why apparently it's like the cartoon thing, you know, because apparently right. anything that refers to Muhammad, it is anything but the prophet of Islam right. is potentially insulting. I mean, right. it's... 
okay. Um, I'm not even going to get in. That's why Muhammad Ali was one of the most reviled figures in the world history. No, you what? can name yourself after him to honor him. But if, for example, you wanted to change your name, Russ, as a non-Muslim to Muhammad Guberman, you would be insulting the Prophet. Yeah. Right. If you were a Muslim and you really wanted to honor him, then that's different. Right. But by naming a teddy bear well, Muhammad, honor him without being a Muslim. No. Not by naming herself That's him. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, my well, so here's the thing. So she names the so the bear's name Muhammad, right? And there's two funny parts of the story, but the first part is just the story itself. And they basically they bring her up on charges. Now get this: this woman has been imprisoned for 15 days for violation of religious law or whatever. After which point she'll be deported. This was supposedly under international pressure because otherwise she would have received the standard punishment: right. 40 lashes with a whip, followed by like a month of imprisonment. And after this happened, there were people roaming the streets in Sudan chanting for her to be executed in front of a firing squad for having Although, agreeing to name the to name fair, the bear Muhammad. Muhammad. To be fair, the lashings would be done by a teddy bear with cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's actually a much more pleasant experience. I mean, you know what? Are you kidding me? You know what makes, makes me think this? Are you serious? I wonder if the kids, because the kids are eight years old, they have to know this by now, so they must have been trying to set her up. Well, no, 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 because apparently, and that's the other thing, apparently it wasn't even the parents who complained. The parents had no problems with it. Apparently the problem with, was with some secretary at the school who had a beef with the school anyway, and by the time they found it out, it had gotten picked up as this sort of cause celebra, and there were people saying this woman came here to abuse the prophet. I'm like, okay, if you look at a picture of this woman who looks like this completely innocuous mid-50s woman, you're telling me that this woman came here thinking I will set up and embarrass the prophet Muhammad by having a vote in my class to name a teddy bear. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And, and I was just what like, a flimsy deity. That is the flimsiest, weakest, most cowardly uh, deity. Apparently, I've ever heard. I mean, Name I just, a teddy bear like, after me. Uh, you shall perish. I, I just don't get it. I hate teddy bears. I just no cartoons. <laughs> exactly. No names. You will all die because I'm a petulant four-year-old deity. I, I just Boo can't to you, sir. It's just unbelievable, and it's like, and everyone is just sort of like, yes. you know, now of course everyone's just like, this is over. And you know, Great Britain now is there's all this pressure on them to like sanction the suit. Sudanese government, and apparently the Sudanese government is kind of in a tough spot because they don't want to do anything to her, but the street is kind of, well, part of the street, is clamoring for her to be, you know, firing squad? I'm like, what? But here's the other part I want to mention, but we can talk more about the story, but I just want to mention that in the original article I found on this, there's a picture of a Sudanese woman adjusting a teddy bear in a shop. And I was just like, I love when they have to find these pictures to go along with the story. They're like, all right, what do we have about teddy bears in Sudan? Do we have a picture? Okay, go take a picture of a Sudanese woman, you know, taking, you know, fixing a teddy bear, okay? Because that will clearly be the only thing we can find to relate to this story. So I just found that a little bit. Here's a picture of a teddy bear. Not named Muhammad. Repeat, yeah, exactly. it is not named Muhammad. It's named What's Bob. What's its name? Its name is, your entire culture is retarded. Oh, well, that's fine. As long, yeah. Don't name it Muhammad, though. Its name is Jesus Christ. Wait, oh, wait. You know, wait I, yeah. I just was like... But can you guys believe this? Its name is be upon you infidels. That's fine. I mean, look, we're all it's liberal on Muhammad. this show. Everybody knows that. We believe in cultural sensitivity. I think we've gone not only overboard, but I think we've actually gone overboard and taken the whole ship with us overboard. Like, we've gone overboard and dragged the ship down with us with this. I mean, are you, no, are you nobody kidding? Nobody believes in this kind of cultural sensitivity. I, I, I honestly, 
would challenge you to find someone who's PC enough to say, yeah, well, you're right, you can't interfere in their culture. If they want to kill people for naming a teddy bear, then that's their, you know, that's perfectly rational and normal and shouldn't interfere with that. No, Apparently, you should. You should interfere with that. Yeah, you really should. You should cut the heads off of everyone. Every <laughs> single person who wants someone to die over the misnaming of a teddy bear should be euthanized immediately. I'll just go ahead and say that. Every single person. There's no good that they can do in this world. We're already overpopulated. There's no it's place time for to call the herd. There's no place Starting for overreactors. With teddy bear haters. And that's no. why we're going to overreact. Call the herd. <laughs> that's it. Dude, Euthanize that them all. Good. I mean, grind unbelievable. Them up into food and I will eat them all. I will eat them when you grind them up into food and then I will poop out a teddy bear and then all the world will be at balance. <laughs> it's great. And like all of the people apparently <laughs> Let's go back to your pooping theory again. What was your pooping theory from a previous episode? Oh. Wait, I, I'm sorry. I have to trans. I didn't mean to do this, but you reminded me of something that's been going on at work this week, which is I stumbled onto this phenomenon on the internet, which has apparently been going on for like almost two months, and I had no idea about it until this week. There's this video which comes out of the same area of the world. The video is entitled Two Girls, One Cup. It is the most vile offensive horrendous thing oh ever yeah this filmed, is the thing probably. i saw i saw um on uh best week ever they said that there's like this whole thing going around youtube and that now actually what's bigger even than the video is people posting all their videos of them reacting to the exactly yeah exactly so the idea is you set up your friend with a camera and then you're like watch this and they're like watch what you're just like watch this and you film them like convulsing and falling over and throwing up on themselves because they just watched the worst video ever and that right i mean youtube won't post the two girls one cup video because it violates every standard ever created by anyone <laughs> with standards of right. any kind Who like any standard you in can the world with would ban this video right yes like the people um, marching for the execution the of this woman wouldn't want this video right like that's they'd be really like wait no. a minute that's no, overboard in fact, <laughs> If they played Two Girls, One Cup in front of that crowd, they'd be like, all right, we've got bigger problems to tackle in this world than teddy bears. We've got to stop this right now. Wow. And so literally, like, some random guy watching this video and having his reaction being taped got, like, a million views. You don't even get to see any of the video, just this right. guy flipping out because he's right. watching it. It's right. just this amazing phenomenon. It's probably garnered more traffic for YouTube than, like, the last two months of anything else combined. So you've, you've seen the video? Phenomenon. No. Okay. Someone was showing it as a, as a prank. They showed it to like my boss in the office who flipped out. And then in my, you know, doing my research, I watched all the reaction videos, got enough of a sense of it to realize this is something I never, ever, ever want to see. Right, good. And didn't watch it. But I did it, watch a lot of the reaction videos. I can tell you what it's about if you want to know what it's about. Do we want to know what about, it's about or do we? Do we really? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm <laughs> going to tell you. It's two Wonderful. lesbians yes. who I guess are from the sort of Middle Eastern portion of the world. Uh-huh. And oh they start making out. Oh, boy. And then one of them takes a very loose stool right. of a kind uh. of a poop into a cup. Right. And then she, like, feeds it to the other one. Right, And then right. they both eat it. Yeah. And then they both, like, vomit on each other with right. poop vomit stool right and they like eat that it's like, yeah. it's like really wow the worst thing you could that's the worst thing imagine. i've ever heard i figured that that's what it was that's yes. horrific that's really that's horrific what it is i mean like every like uh it's like the scene in um american what was that the guys that made soup south park uh american, american they came out with that teen, teen america world police yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's one sex scene where they do all this, this stuff oh god i you know 
I wonder sometimes, I mean, we've talked about, obviously, the 15% and the 85% and all that. I do wonder sometimes about the people this who are... not even in that context, yeah. Oh, this but okay, is now, like is this video... Like, <laughs> this is like the worst But is it intended in to world. be vaguely titillating to that point zero 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 one percent Like, is that the idea? Like, it's supposed... Someone somewhere finds yeah. this to turn on? Really? That happens? I think... No, I think it was made strictly to offend, but I definitely think there are people out there who like it. Wow, that is disturbing. While we're at it, can we also put them with the Sudanese protesters and get rid of those people, too? We don't need people that disturbed in the world. Yeah, we just don't. But I'm not going to eat their corpses. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I'll only eat the corpses of the teddy bear protesters. That's, that's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's, the that's two, great. Girl, two girls, one cup video. <laughs> I had to draw a line somewhere for my cannibalism. My, uh... <laughs> Whatchamacallit. That wouldn't be too offensive, right? What would you call that? Right? Like, vengeance? Vengeance cannibalism? Right. Or... Vengeance cannibalism? No, isn't it like... Isn't like... Moral superiority cannibalism? <laughs> or Darwinian cannibalism? I think it's Darwinian for own, cannibalism. For their right? own good cannibalism? I think it's just fertilizing cannibalism, yeah, so right? Like, like, it's fertilizer it's cannibalism. Like the, You're just using them. It's the making the genetic line better through cannibalism. I think that's Darwinian cannibalism. It's, I guess it's Darwinian. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But is that going to be your final answer? <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to call it. I'll okay. tell you what, that's right now, if we ever get this episode translated, if we ever get this episode translated to Chinese, we're all set without getting. To, then they're going to be like, "Wait a minute, we understood <laughs> that." Know. They're talking about that video. Get them the hell off our airwaves. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's Two funny. Two girls, one cup. No band. Communism that's... does not have cups or women. Well, that's Catch the kind of stuff away. I think exactly. could could really go, especially in in Japan. You know, they do all that kind of weird, funky stuff. Yeah, and it would. That's true. Also, though, as a comedian, this video is extraordinarily discouraging. You're like, really? This is what it takes to get the whole world interested well, yeah, in yeah. comedy videos? Yeah. Come on. But this is not a comedy. You know how hard I mean, it is to get? That's not a comedy a, video. A hundredth of that many people interested in something? That's a I train mean, wreck video, Russ. That, yeah, it's, it's a tragedy video, but then when you <laughs> exactly. show it to your friends as a joke, it becomes a comedy video. Like, <laughs> right. if you ate those reaction, protesters, you get a million views yourself. You know? Like, you get a million views yourself if you actually ate those protesters, but it wouldn't be comedy. The whole YouTube phenomenon is not the tragedy of it. It's the comedy of torturing your friends by making them watch this video. Right. Which is hilarious. So. Torture is, you know. Oh, oh and by the way, this, it occurred to me that this would possibly be the best ever follow-up to the uh, zombie flash video to catch story on. <laughs> oh, since Jesus. we know that he doesn't listen to MEP reports anyway. Oh, right. no. But he would never talk to me again. No, and then, and like, ever. If for the rest of his life, he would never talk to me. Uh, yeah, I, I would have waited like four years between incidents. Yeah. Like, I would not have, tri- for four years, I would have played it totally straight, been like, no, it's fine. I'm never going to trick you again. Right. Oh, here, watch this video. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, he would. two girls, one cop. No, yeah, he would no, never I, talk to you again. I think that that would be the, he would the final me. straw. And he would actively <laughs> pursue you with hatred for the rest of the time. Like, he, every time you, he like, did everything on... turn to war. On Boing um, Boing TV, he would just be like Hitler. He'd just post Hitler on everything you ever did. He's like, Russ Gruben, Hitler. Hitler, Hitler. Hitler, Hitler. 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 Like, why does this guy's story call you Hitler? You're like, it's a long story. Like, he shows up. You, you, you come in to accept your, uh, your uh, you know, your Emmy Award or something like that for, you know, funniest guy on TV. And he's just like, um, I'd like to thank him. Back when you hear Hitler, and it's like, oh, God, yeah. he followed me all the way here. Yeah. You can't mm. do that. I yeah. believe that was related to several females and a receptacle of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's really, yeah. it's really frightening. Well, so you don't know, watch it. I told you what it's about already. There's no surprise. There's no shock value left. Just yeah. stay away from stay this away. video. Don't Somebody ever watch it. will show it to you. Tell them you don't enjoy but you know, that stuff. It really say, is. I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> 
drugs are for nerds or right. something. Yes, definitely do all of what you just said. What? Um, no, it's it's uh, <laughs> it, no, it's like it, it's it's really like sort of like the food phenomenon. You know, when like a friend of yours, you're eating food at dinner with them, and then they're like, "Wow, this is terrible. Taste this." Or this smells awful. Smell this, you know. And it's like half the time it's because they want you to sort of confirm what they already know. But the other half of the time it's because they want to see your reaction. So that's really what this video is about. They want to show you and confirm that it's the worst video they've ever seen. And then on the same time, watch them react to it. So they can be like, ah, this is hilarious because my friend is throwing up in front of me after watching this video. Yeah. So it's very similar. Well, I think, Greg, y- you do that to me all the time. What? You're like, I'm not sure if this milk has gone bad. <laughs> But that's because I'm actually asking for your help. I'm not actually trying to be like, ah, oh, your milk, you, you, you wrinkled up your nose at that milk. Ha <laughs> ha, I've gotten my wife. You know, like that doesn't If you know. think it stinks or tastes bad, why do I then have to, like, confirm that you're right? Well, because sometimes it may be an error. Perhaps it does not what, smell What, then you'll eat bad. it if I say, no, no, it's not bad? I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh... You yep. know, as I was watching these videos, something occurred to me, which is that, uh, there's something about laughter, like hysterical laughter, while at the same time time being really shocked and i don't know completely thrown off by something which is sort of the reaction you get from a lot of people some people just throw up when they watch it other people just laugh hysterically while saying that's so wrong that's horrible oh my god no but they can't stop laughing it's just a very very primal reaction it's like exactly how we would have acted you know two million years ago before we hit this last stage of evolution it's definitely some kind of holdover you know what i mean it's a it's an evolution of Evolutionary holdover, it seems like. What are you talking you know what I'm about? At? You ever see somebody act? <laughs> Here's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you, you got this evolution thing. Completely... <laughs> Shut up! Look, have you ever seen someone completely lose control with any emotion? Fear, ecstatic joy, From you, laughter, Russ? But they completely lose it. At least five times. <laughs> Just you were talking about, yeah. right? Well, we've never actually been not, there I when mean, he punched the fridge. Be... Yeah. yeah, that's true. I've never actually witnessed it. It's like you're seeing an older state of of our beings. Sure. It's like you're seeing versions of us that existed before we were fully developed as humans and these are the holdovers are like these severe emotional reactions which are mostly designed for uh, you know survival and and you see the same exact things in like chimps. Oh yeah. And well that's... sometimes people act like chimps. And in this particular case I was like wow, these are chimps but people. And it was really impressive to me. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same kind of thing in terms of some cultural taboos. I just finished teaching my last uh, Renaissance drama class of the semester, and w- one of the last plays that we do has this big incest theme where this one, you know, villainous character is interested in his sister. And and as my students were talking about it, they were kind of like, first of all, it's not immediately clear. And then they were like, wait a minute, does so-and-so have this, is he kind of like interested in his sister? And when I was when I said, well, yes, and I showed them a couple of lines why, it was hilarious because their reaction were like, oh my, uh, they're all just sort of st- like, oh, this, uh, how te- oh, terrible. I'm like, yes, now imagine what people in the Renaissance thought of this person doing this, you know, 400 years ago. And it, it's just the same kind of, you know, visceral reaction to brother-sister things or anything related to, you know, that, that's a, that taboo is so strongly connected that I think it is something primal. There's kind of this primal reaction against incestuous relationships and, you know, people who would engage mm-hmm. in them. So I agree. I do think it's I do think it's there. I'm not sure that it's worth the actual research to be like, let's create primal reactions in people. Like, you know, we're kind of moving beyond that, right? Like, the whole point of Heart of Darkness is that we're so close to going back to it, and, you know, how horrifying that is. And so, you know, I don't know if that's good I agree. Unless your objective 
is to garner internet traffic, then you should definitely look for as many primal reactions as you possibly can get, because that is what people tune into on the internet. And and working now for Boing Boing TV, I'm like, I can never duplicate this. I can write the cleverest thing in the world. It's never going to make someone like throw up on themselves and have all their friends laugh at them. I don't want to do that, but that's what people want to see. Well, so but they don't want to see it, though. It's depressing. They, they want to see it once as a train wreck, but they're never going to go back to that website, right? They're not going to be like, let's watch other but train wrecks. what they wrecks. really want to see is they want to see the poor fool who's been you know duped into watching this thing throw up on himself because he watched this horrible video. That is really what they want to see. They want to see somebody completely lose their minds on camera in a very real way. Oh, that's, yeah. That's how you get internet traffic. Well, sure, because people want to see people... That we can't duplicate without like threatening to kill people on camera or something like that. Well, I don't sure, I'm not sure about that. Most people want to see other people act stupid because it makes them feel better about themselves. I'm sure that you could duplicate that part of it, couldn't you? I mean, you could do that in Boing Boing. Yeah, I mean, if we wanted to be really mean, and okay, some of our episodes do involve people acting completely retarded, but we don't really do a lot of mocking. The show's not really about mocking. It's more about exploration of crazy internet people, but not in a mocking way. I see. Because, you know, the crazy internet people are sort of our people, so we can't just be like, (laughs) you people are retarded. Now look at you in this episode. You could, but in about a week you'd have burned all your bridges, right? You could just be like, it'd be great, and then then you'd have no one left. (laughs) Like, you get a lot of traffic. You know, it's like the Ralph show. <laughs> Look at you, ha ha! You're stupid. I mean, it's like next episode. Ha ha! You fight with <laughs> swords. Ha, exactly. Ha, you blog about cats all day. You know that wouldn't go very far. And then all of a sudden you'd be out of people to listen to. Well, I mean, that's part of the issue with uh, some of these things. That's that's why all these internet videos tend to be flashes in the pan, because if they go for too much over the top, they just end up burning their bridges. Like, there was a, um, you you know that incident about a month ago with that kid who got tased? The one who was doing the you know the speech at or something like that at some political yeah, rally or whatever. Don't tase me, don't bro. Tase me, bro. Guy, don't tase me, bro. Yeah, and the don't tase <laughs> me, bro thing. There was actually a website set up which was called like donttasemebro.org or something. I, I think he actually called it .org. <laughs> uh, and like you know, so everyone went there and was doing it. All of a sudden, it became this big like uh, you know this this enormous big deal. Like it was people went there and it was all these got all these hits. And then after a while, people were like, first of all, they're like, okay, you're doing this whole website based on this guy, and that's really mean and then secondly there is a point where you stop being interested like you, you don't really have a second act. It's like well while you're here come back again and watch the don't tase me bro video and buy some more things it's like we already saw the video no but it's just as funny the 65th time come back again so i think that you know those sort of shock value videos have limited appeal right i mean they'll work for a little while but after a while like you're not going to go back there and go let me go watch that video again and, well except you know, that i think what well, russ would imply what would would say would be Presumably they have more than that, but the shock video gets you to that website, and then when you get there, they can say, oh, there's other cool stuff. Yeah, I'm but here. people who would use that shock video stuff don't have other things, though. Well, they I have, have to rely on shock humor. Two girls, one cup. I, it got oh, me, too. Two girls, one cup. Never again. The T-shirt. Right. Two I, girls, I one watched, cup. I watched, flamethrower. I watched two girls, one the cup, and all I got cereal. was this T-shirt. Right, 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 right. I survived right. Uh, two girls, one cup, yeah. I have a cup. I do not want two girls. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think it's limited, Russ. That's the point. I mean, you know, they're not going to stay there. They're, you, you, you're better than that. You know, you're better than that. I will say this. If someone, and believe me, I'm not advocating this, but if someone decided that they were going to put a webcam on themselves and set themselves on fire, they would get about six billion views 
on YouTube. Yes. Assuming that it didn't get pulled. Well, yeah, but so? <laughs> I mean, like, if there was a shooting spree, you'd probably get a lot of people watching the shooting spree, but that's also not because they're like, oh, this if is awesome, let's go get that. Like, I just don't know about the value of internet traffic if it doesn't have any staying power. You know, like, I don't know why that really matters if it's immediately going to go away. You know, you want people who come back because they you know, know something's going to be good, you know, not because they're like, oh, well, what what's the next running thing? running a station one episode of which is guy setting himself on fire then you're going to tune in to see what happens next week when you set something else up you know well that's or, what i was saying is i don't think that's true though you're going to be some people will be horrified and never come back you might get shut down i mean the risks i think outweigh the benefits there i mean you know the chances of you actually staying on the air long enough to be there for another week for one example you know is not very good if you're doing something that's that shocking not to mention the fact that a lot of people and my next question oh good yeah I was just going to say, my next question is, why doesn't the nightly news cover Two Girls, One Cup? Because clearly that's right up their alley. It's like as sensationalistic and irrelevant as you can get, and people are, you know, fixated by it. I don't see why they don't cover the hell out of that thing. Sponsors. Yes, sponsors, advertisers. And, and again, I would say, once again, I also think the shock, the other problem with the shock value stuff is that there does come a point where you can only, let's say that you had the guy, right, who theoretically set himself on fire. It isn't like you could be like, and next week, a man cuts off his own head. Like, eventually, people are just going to be like, I'm not interested anymore, right? Like, how many times can you do that? could do that, though. And next week, a man flies a plane into the ground, you know? And, like, I, like, I only think there's so much you can do that before people are not going to be interested well, anymore. You could be you know? creative. Next week, we release a man into space and watch him implode. Yay. I oh, saw an author God. talk about it. I guess that would be like for Sweeps Week. Yeah, Sweeps Week. Sweeps week. <laughs> but I saw like an author talk about this, actually, at the conference I went to. And the author was just like, it's it's like when you have horror uh, horror novels where you have like, or horror movies, where you have like, you know, the guy, you know, the thing at the very beginning of every movie where someone will go into like the attic looking for something and they hear something creaking and then something jumps out and it turns out it's just like the cat and they're like, oh, you know, and then later on they end up getting killed or whatever and you know it's like well, that's really scary he's like no it's not scary it's startling if you had an entire video of cats the equivalent of cats jumping out behind boxes that would become really stupid really quickly and that's the same thing here like there's only so many times you can shock startle people before they're going to be like yeah whatever i'm tired of being shocked and i'm not really interested so forget it and so i think that this doesn't have a lot of staying power i just think it's too episodic in nature you'll get six million hits one time but you're never going to be able to replicate that and people will drift away and go somewhere else and they're going to get tired of looking for the super shock value so yeah i guess you really have to cash in on your your little window of uber popularity to make that worth it yeah i mean and, and i just and i think that you know people who i think the better way to do it is just to be interesting enough and funny enough or whatever that people are going to come back to you gradually over time and stick with you it's almost like this is like a version of what i go through with my band actually where a bunch of clubs it used to be in the old days clubs would have good bands there and so people knew that and so they went to this club because they were like i want to hear some good music or i want to hear some good comedy now because the clubs have gotten lazy then they make the performers do their work for them by drawing people what that means is that you know it's very unpredictable because you have some bands that can't draw and you have some bands which can and they can't play every day obviously so you have to like switch things up and so it means that now everyone complains like oh well, it's so unpredictable and i don't know well the reason it's unpredictable is you don't do the work anymore like you can't keep going back to that same you know well over and over again and so that's basically the issue you know this this is it, it becomes too unpredictable what is it that's really going to grab the public attention and can you shock them more next time and can you one-up them and shock them even more the next time like eventually i don't think you 
you can shock them anymore, and you basically run out of. There's nowhere left to go. You know, there's no. You can't. You can't raise the volume any higher All than right, you do. Then so define the attraction to the nightly news. You're going to see the same thing every time you turn on. Rape, murder, arson, war. Rape, murder, arson, war. Every single time you will see the exact same thing on the news. Yet people want to see what's going on. And the, you know, the closer that whatever's happening is to where they live, the more interesting it is. Well, first of and all, people, this is a highly rated medium. Yeah, well, but the, the first of all, I would disagree with that. I actually think that it's becoming. I mean, there's a reason that the news shows in general have been dropping in ratings over the last years, right? And that's because a lot of people get their news now from the internet and from the radio, and they don't even watch the news, well, and yes, they go from other sources. It's just because of a multitude of sources. It's not like there are only five sources for the news. There are a million now, so there's going to be dispersed interest. But yeah, but people still. I don't go looking for you know, super exciting video news, and a lot of people don't do that. They go to they go to like Yahoo like I do or Google or CNN and they you know go to like headlines and they look at the headlines and look at the news stories. But most of these people are not looking around for the most sensationalist videos ever. Or all they would ever do is do nothing else but look at YouTube all the time. And even YouTube has like limitations I mean, in terms of what you can post. So that's true. But if you look at the most popular videos of all time, other than the uh, history of Dance Man, who's like <laughs> which is like yeah, of all time. a phenomenon, yeah which everyone has seen. A lot of them are these shock videos of like some kid is trying to do something stupid so he sticks his head out the window of a moving car and you know an oncoming car hits him in the head and kills him and they capture that on video it's and not on YouTube. you know 7 million people have seen it. No, cuz YouTube wouldn't allow that, but it's on other more permissible like video sharing websites. Yeah, but those those permissible like, sites uh, are not world. Well. If you go to Ebaum's world and you go to like shock videos, they have the most horrible things you've ever seen captured on video, and they're all phenomenally popular. You know, more popular than any other genre of video. I don't know. They're the ones who allow that sort of stuff. Then I think there's also a lot of these people like this stuff for the kind of people who'd want to watch it more than once. So I think you get false inflation. Everyone's like, "This is really cool. I'm going to watch it ten more times." You know, like, <laughs> dude. You know? I, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I've gone there before and I would watch one after another and be like, "Dear." God, this is horrible. And then I'd watch it again. My God, this is just wrong. <laughs> and I would watch it again. His head comes right off on the video. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Let me see it again. Let me freeze frame on that one part. All right, I have to see it in context. So Let me see it again. for any psychologists in the audience, so we could use your help thing. with Russ. He um, needs your assistance. It's a totally natural, <laughs> totally natural reaction. It yeah. taps into this primordial stuff that's just the way we're programmed is that we want to watch the most gruesome horrible things that we can stand or you know hopefully more than we can stand that's with the attraction yeah but wait a minute though clea said so very specifically last we week like test ourselves but clea said in the last show where she was talking about uh you know press saving private ryan that that she did not want to see this stuff and that she's traumatized by it there are many more people who don't ever want to watch any of this stuff yeah, i think like, some people would say know, that it's because a lot of people have been desensitized so they keep looking for something that will shock them because fewer and fewer things shock them right like I, when i used to go to movies quite regularly i always kind of saw some kind of value in them and i didn't wasn't overly affected but now that i don't go to movies regularly anymore they are a little too intense quite often and uh hmm. i thought they bother me and now I understand why Greg usually avoids them because they're a little too intense and they upset him. And 
and partially that's because you're not we're not desensitized we and thank god for that yeah <laughs> i just i you know i agree with you i think that i completely agree with you and i also agree that i am almost completely and totally desensitized i've been watching like the most violent possible ultra violent early 90s movies since you know i was like nine eight nine years old and uh, i like them but I'm also incredibly desensitized to depicted violence, and it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. So I think you're absolutely right. Sorry, Russ, must be and a terrible I existence. And I crave more. <laughs> I was just going to say. Please cut off your heads and film it. <laughs> I must watch. I'm starved for my content. Why? I mean, can I ask that, though? There's nothing left. Did you watch it for shock value? Like, why do you want to watch this stuff over and over again? Let's play psychologist here, Russ. Russ is on a couch. You can't see it, but uh, he is right now. Russ, explain. When I tell you about uh, this ink blot, why do you want this ink blot? to cut off its head explain well i mean yeah honestly you want to know why why well i I mean i i I figure i i understood why but but greg's asking so you have to answer him i mean i enjoy testing myself and i this is a very broad topic like i enjoy seeing what my level of pain tolerance is in you know not just emotional pain physical pain and psychological pain stress i enjoy knowing what that point is I enjoy testing it. I enjoy pushing myself to a limit or past limit to see how I react to it. It's just a weird thing. I don't know if it's because I'm a control freak, and when you're a control freak, you enjoy, like, you know, having this happen to you to to get a sense of what you're capable of, or I don't know. I think that has something to do with it. But I just sort of enjoy pushing myself to the limit. And I think a lot of people do, like marathon runners. Well, yeah. Athletes. I mean, like, you know, point, yeah. what is it, point break? I mean, or whatever that's called. Like, uh, you know, they're the, sort of the thrill yeah, seekers. surfers who rob banks. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Bank robbing surfers definitely push themselves <laughs> to the limit. Is that point break? Swayze wearing a, a Richard Nixon mask. It pushes himself to the limit. That's point Keon break. Reeves playing I thought that was like a skydiving a thing. Dead former Rose Bowl quarterback turned FBI agent turned the Beach Boys bank robber. Pull them, push this themselves is to the back. Break. <laughs> what you're describing. Watch as Brian Wilson pushes himself to the limit. What did it be nice? Oh, at the limit. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, but but I mean, I thought Point Break was about the guy skydiving. I just used that as an example. Yeah, you, you know, any adrenaline. It pays to see basically. the movie well, if you're going to reference it. Skydiving happened later in the movie, but that was after the escape from the surfer bank robber wearing ex-president masks job. Okay, right? then how about the movie? The what's the the movie? Um, oh Jesus! It's like it's with the guy who was in the um. It's, Who's the the guy that you like, Clea? The, yeah, give me something. Uh, <laughs> give me something. I can't think of any of the movies using. <laughs> Some clue. Well, the transporter. Anything. The transporter. Like hair color. The transporter. You remember right. the guy oh, who was in the transporter? Yeah. So he was in this movie called Speed or called not Speed. It was it was something like. Anyway, the whole point the of the transporter movie. Transporter two. No. It was, was this it whole the, the whole point too? is it's this movie it where he's Snatch? No, it's not Snatch. Uh it's this movie where he gets injected with some poison where basically the only way that he can keep from dying is to oh, keep yeah. his heart rate at a certain level. I so he has to like it, have crazy sex and then he has to like, you know, go around violently doing these car chases <laughs> and like jumping off of buildings and things so, like He had crazy sex what? in the movie to prevent dying. Yeah, well, that, 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 that is genius. Yeah, that, that actually what a happens. Great concept. Yeah. Do you see That's him naked? So smart. I don't know if you see Why him naked. Why have I not I heard of this? I read the synopsis. <laughs> you know, is like, let's get down to breath here. Is he naked? I mean, okay, I don't understand why I haven't seen this movie. Times. Obviously, they didn't show and this where in the previous. Can we Netflix this? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We need to Netflix this immediately. So yeah, so that's basically um, what happens. So I mean, you know, like that would be your ideal. You know, I shaved my head 
because of Jason Statham. I was like, he looks cool. I'm gonna shave my head. Okay. That's basically the thought process that went into it. Okay. I see. Sorry, I just that was a Jason Statham Great. thought. Yeah, I wanted to see that though. You see, I saw that at a preview, and I'm like, yes, his heart rate can't go below this. Yes, I want to see two hours of that. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, forgot about forgot it. Forgot about it. <laughs> Good so, uh, I was so desensitized. You're like, excited, excited. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm like, ooh, look, candy. Yes. Ooh, I can drive home real fast. Yes. <laughs> oh, coffee. I mean, no, that's not what I'm like at all. That, I was just gonna I don't say. Know why those <laughs> and I also like how how basically you sounded ooh, like some soda. kind of rube. You're like, ooh, ooh coffee, ooh soda. Like that's the excited ooh, adrenaline. I like some of that hot bean soup that people drink all the time. <laughs> hot bean soup. Yeah, the soup they would say the cup for breakfast. I actually did bean know coffee. a guy. Oh, bean soup. I knew a guy when I was at the University of Connecticut who was a debater actually who was totally like the ultimate thrill seeker guy. Like he wanted to do the skydiving thing, he had a motorcycle, like he was all about he was almost sort of macho cliched looking for the thrill, you know, it's just sort of like someone to just be like, Here, try this random pill. He's like, Yes, I'll try this random pill because I am pushing myself to the edge. Like that was his phrase, pushing him pushing myself to the edge. Uh, hey, I think you should oh. go out in this car and like ride in it when you're drunk. Yes, because I am pushing myself to the edge. Like it was, a, it was so cliched. It was hard to take him seriously. And you know, we always used to wonder hey, a little bit if that dominates his life so much. Like at some point, it's got to wear out. Like he's going to get to the age of thirty. Maybe he's hoping he dies by the age of thirty so that he doesn't have to worry about it wearing out. But I mean, up to that point, your body can only take so much stimulus. You know. Have we ever told the story of drug fiesta night? Because you reminded me of that when you were saying, like, he'll take any pill randomly. I don't know that we have, and I, I would caution you that this is a public show um, <laughs> that is available to... I'll give to... him an alias. I'll provide aliases, whatever. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to tell the story. All right, sounds good. So once upon a time, we are at a debate tournament. It could have been in New York or Connecticut. It doesn't really matter. Right, could have been. I think it was Fairfield. Might have been Arizona. <laughs> I think it was Fairfield. I'm pretty sure. Fairfield, New Mexico. And uh, we have a friend who had a nickname that was a drug moniker. Let's, for the sake of this story, call him Shrooms. Shrooms. So our friend Shrooms... (laughs) (laughs) So we have a friend named Shrooms. Hey, Shrooms. And Shrooms was well-known for not only having drugs, but being willing to test his body in the same way that we're talking about. And he will subject himself to anything just to see what happens. He was a very experimental sort of person, very scientific in some ways and not in other ways. I was going to say. Um, uh, and so, or maybe non-scientific and just totally daredevil, crazy experimentalist. But there are things to be respected about that. Right. Anyway, this is not a philosophical discussion. This is a story. So Shrooms was sitting with us in the cafeteria, which is you know usually where the debaters assemble between rounds. And he found a pill on the floor. And he picked it up. And we're like, what is that? He said, I don't know. It says 486 on the back. And we're like, 486. Okay, that doesn't help. Does anyone know what that is? We're like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, eh. And he just ate it. <laughs> like, what did you do? Oh, my God. That could be insulin. You could, you could die, man. You don't know what that is. He's like, whatever. It's just a pill. And so... He sat there slowly, like, describing the effects of what were happening to him from this mystery pill. He was like, it's kind of foggy. It's like clouds, and it's like cotton. It's just to feel kind of like cotton. <laughs> and we're like, okay, great, you feel like cotton. We're going to have to call oh the paramedics my God. because you feel like cotton. <laughs> and so 
And then that was only the beginning, because apparently later in this tournament at this college, which may or may not be Fairfield... It may or may not have been in Arizona. Had, it may or may not have been anywhere, but somebody had, like, heroin at this tournament. And they're like, it's the black tar, it's the good stuff, the black... And we're like, are you kidding me? At a debate tournament? Somebody's got heroin? And apparently somebody did. Somebody had had it. And so he was like, oh, I'm so staying at their place tonight. And we're like, are you sure? And he's like, dude... I'm shrooms. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so he went. I'm shrooms. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? It wasn't heroin. I'm sorry. It was opium, which actually scares me a lot less than heroin. Right. But it's still plenty scary. Like, very plenty scary. Plenty addictive. Oh, yeah. scary as heroin. Right. It was opium. It, I was like, wait, black tar heroin? That doesn't exist. It was opium. Black tar opium. <laughs> right. Okay. Not that Russ knows about this. So, He's also done horse tranquilizer. Hey, I've studied. That's true. I've studied Absolutely, them. okay. Yeah, he has. The special K. Right. So he did black tar opium, and... You know, he, he managed to escape this literal opium den where he was staying. He got back to this place. This literal we opium den. Like, there's with, all these guys sitting around with yes. suits. And, like, these people are, like, playing Arabian music with, like, the hookahs and no, the whole Greg, thing. No, Greg, it's you know? that it was a den and Where there was opium there. That's what oh, I see. literal. There's actually yeah. a den and... Yeah. Okay. I know you know this story. There's opium, right. Um, and then... This has nothing to do with drug fiesta tonight, but my friends and I, this was Story Me, our friend Zimmy, happened to be housed with four of the most ornery girls that ever existed on any campus ever. And they were like all over everyone that came into contact with them, especially the guys who were being housed by them. And so we found in the morning after the drug fiesta night, which was to be forever known as that, um, we found Zimmy... Right. Our good friend on top of a girl. Right. Wait, wait a minute. Kind of sleeping, but kind of not. Shouldn't we? Can, kind of on a shouldn't couch. we have like disguised his name too? Oh, right. Shit. No, he likes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes. He'd like this kind of story. He doesn't. That's want why it. we should disguise this his name is because he likes it. There you go. <laughs> this is two bumps, two bumps, two bumps, two bumps. Yes, two bumps, two bumps. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Um, so. Zimmy was making out with some chick in front of all of us. We're like, yes, go, Zimmy. Look at this. It's all verified. All of us have seen it. And uh, meanwhile, (laughs) like, Shrooms is on the floor, and we're not sure if he's alive or not. Because we have to wake up and go to the tournament. And Story, who was temporarily partnered up with Shrooms for this tournament, was like, I think Shrooms is dead. (laughs) Like, I really hope, hope Shrooms is not dead. And we, like, tried to wake him up. We, like, rolled him See, over. See, I was not staying and, like, here, which is him. why I didn't know about any of this. So I forgot about the whole fact that this was no. actually a literal opium den. I was not this. aware of this. It Can was. you believe that I was actually... I mean, we weren't staying in the opium den. Yeah. But somehow he made it back from there only to, like, all, nearly die in the housing room. And then the story kicked him and prodded him. And we opened his sleeping bag and, like, turned him upside down. And finally he showed some signs of life and, like, waved us away and told us he was going to sleep all day. And the story's like, no, man, we have to debate. We have a debate round. You have to wake up. He's like, I would sooner kill everyone that I know than wake up right now because I had a drug fiesta tonight and I need to recover. And uh, somehow he woke up, and, and they broke. They got to, like, <laughs> got quarterfinals. To the, the, no, wasn't it the semifinals? Didn't <laughs> they, they get to, like, broke. the semifinal round? Yeah, they broke. That's right. 
they broke straight to semis because the semi-final yeah, I went round. one and didn't break. I finished fifth. That's I right. just remember Story yep. having the so most horrified expression on his face, though, because he's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea how I'm going to do this because I'm with a person who could at any moment burst into flames or fall over dead. Like, and I have no, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea of it. And see, I, I think, uh, you know, if I were someone listening to this, I think a lot of it, people would just be like, boy, this is hilarious that you're talking about a guy who almost died. But see, if you knew shrooms, you you would know that <laughs> you would know that shrooms was the kind of person for whom this was just sort of par for the course. Like he's actually matured a lot and has like well, gone way away. He from went that cold now. turkey now. Yeah, he just went cold he turkey. He said he was going to go cold turkey and when he, he graduated, and he did. And everyone's just like, no, it's not going to happen. But he'd like done it. He was very much in the Hunter S. Thompson mold, which is why Russ had a lot of respect for shrooms, in the sense that he was willing this to push. Right. You know, was was trying to push himself and everything. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what he did and so you know i don't think we condone the drug fiesta night but you know it, it just is sort of one of those stories that it's almost I like i wouldn't take it on myself no it's just like mystic it's just it's sort like, of mystically know, amazing that he survived i wouldn't you know? drag race i wouldn't drag race at 400 miles an hour either but i sort of respect people who are willing to do that to themselves just for the sake of seeing how far a land vehicle can go you know it's the same thing i respect people who swim in the antarctic waters to you know, break some record that didn't exist before they did it. And there are people who do that, but I wouldn't do that. Similarly, I respect people who will take pills with random numbers on them just to see what happens to them for the sake of Now, is it actually respect? Being adventurous. I absolutely respect It's that. amazement. It's respect. It is. It's respect. I respect it. Like the way you respect Mahatma I respect Gandhi. Total, <laughs> I respect total... You respect shrooms and Gandhi. Total and utter fearlessness. I respect fearlessness to the point of recklessness. I do respect it. I respect the hell out of it. Complete and utter fearlessness is something I respect quite a bit. But there is a difference between fearlessness and recklessness, you realize. I mean, there really is a big difference. Yeah, I think recklessness is an incredibly high degree of fearlessness. Yeah, someone who acts so stupidly that they will no longer be able to be fearless because they will have died in the interim. That's that's the that's the level that we're talking yeah, about. Most likely. Uh, why would you why respect that? Reckless, yeah, why I would you respect, respect that? that? Because it Because reckless is not necessarily courage. Lack of uh, yeah i mean i don't think swimming in the antarctic is courage either because you're subjecting yourself to it it's not like you're sacrificing for another person it's not like you're you know risking uh, no, you're overcoming the elements yeah i don't see it in the same way but i do respect it i i obviously respect courageousness more but i definitely also i think i also respect recklessness because of the disdain that it shows for everyday life and how people act in their everyday life and how they think that everything is so precious and they stay in their houses afraid of terrorist attacks where someone else will just pop random pills and jump off buildings in a base jump and you know snort opium into their eyeball because they're <laughs> reckless i respect and it. also and anatomically impossible but otherwise but i guess like i guess i wonder you know quite often when we think reckless we think of a personality deficiency either genetic or due to some kind of abuse or negative experience. So I wouldn't necessarily see it as a strength, as something that even they chose. It's due to uh, something oh, negative that I caused I don't think it. any behavior that causes death could be considered a strength. Like, anything that will cause you to die more often than not having it is certainly not a strength. But I still respect whatever it is. I, I still respect it. But wait, so you're respecting weakness then, No. It's a type of weakness that I respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so I think all right, we get, we that came to the sense. conclusion. So there's a there's a genetic, you know, that's true. that's pretty funny.
That's why you thought it was so funny when uh, you know Shroom's believe... brother Smack. No, I'm How just did kidding. you get me to agree that it was a weakness? <laughs> It's so cool. How could it possibly be such a weakness? Because we're so... Re- can't be right. We're rhetorically reckless. We're so just, easily. That's what we're about. Yeah, we're rhetorically reckless. You, you should respect us. Respect us now, bitch. I think, I think I'm think i diplomatically reckless because I just agree to everything. They're like, well, maybe you're completely wrong. Maybe I am completely wrong. Fine. Good point, then. <laughs> that's not good. That's a rhetorical weakness. I, I love how, how that respect level would actually be the exact same behavior that you were in the, as the kid in school where they were like, here, why don't you eat this? I'll eat this. Why don't you jump off the bridge? I'll jump off the bridge. Like, you know, the people are like, well, if, you're, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? And you, Russ, like, young okay, Russ would have been like, fine. absolutely, because I'm reckless and I respect myself. Watch me jump off the bridge. No, there's a big difference between being a lemming and succumbing to peer pressure. And saying, when all your friends are like, don't take that random pill. Screw you, friends. I will take the random pill to show you there's nothing to fear from random pills. Do you th- now, that is not peer You're pressure. saying lemmings That's can't be fearless? pure insanity, and I respect it. Am I saying are what? Are you saying lemmings can't be fearless? They can be, but most of the time they're just stupid. So basically, the key is for everyone to deny that it's good and then do the opposite, and then they have garnered your respect. Part of the respect comes from the contrarian point of view. Yes. If everyone we knew was taking random pills and snorting <laughs> opium in their eyeball, it would be much less interesting. I will not do it. Less I will be free respect. of drugs. <laughs> I am reckless. Okay, but then it's not just recklessness, right? It's you're viewing recklessness as someone consciously choosing to do something. For you, recklessness that is, un- is rebellion. Right. It's rebellion, not recklessness. Yeah. If, if everyone was reckless, if everyone was reckless, then reckless wouldn't have the same meaning that it does right now. Recklessness implies doing something outside the norm. That's part of the implication of what it means. How about that? So I could say. Do you think that everyone could be reckless? Reckless couldn't be normalcy because it wouldn't be reckless well, that's anymore. The th- but, it would just be like but, 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 duty. But be careful here. It would be like you know if we sorry. No, yeah, because think about this. Think about it a little bit more specifically. Like for instance. You know, there's a reason why, uh, it's a bad example, but there's a reason why, you know, 18 to 24-year-old males have higher car insurance. Why? Because there is a no- there is an average there's or a, a norm that they <laughs> are, you know, engage in more, shall I say, reckless driving behavior. Yeah. You know, is, it, is, it is a norm for certain kind like frat boys to drink alcohol that's a good point you know and that would also be considered reckless behavior yeah and you know what and you're absolutely right and that is a specific type of reckless behavior that i have zero respect <laughs> for because the only reason they do it okay hey i can be specific yes. about my respect for types of recklessness i can do whatever i, I hope want. you're taking notes you're out right. there because this is difficult no no i'm getting it i'm getting it russ i'm getting it the re- they only do it because their friends do it and because it's expected of them, and that's bullshit. If you do something reckless because you just think it's fun or you're a crazy asshole, then that's to be respected. Not because, oh, all my frat brothers had to do the hundred shots, so I'm doing the hundred shots. That's bullshit. Some guy in China is like, cowardly, yes, drug fiesta, no frat boy drunk, okay, yeah, no race. Again, yes. I think what it is that you like <laughs> is, let's say... English is so difficult. <laughs> I, I still I still think this is not in any of my phonetics books. I don't know what I'm saying. I still I still think it's that you like rebellion. And oh, that totally. Very much I do. That it's the very much you so. prefer even reckless rebellion, but it's the rebellion. It's not like the crazy reckless behavior. Okay, maybe you're right. I mean, 
I, there are definitely different contexts in which recklessness is not interesting to right. me at all. Like women who are reckless in vomiting up every meal that they eat because that's like that is not. Don't vomit up that meal. I'll, I'll do it. More. That's reckless. So rest that's is wild. not. I respect that. Rest is not. She really doesn't care whether she digests any food at all. Look at her suffer for no reason. Okay. To be respected. So we. No, in conclusion, right. in conclusion, Russ, you respect reckless rebellion, and you do not respect frat boys, bulimics, and lemmings. <laughs> or frat boy bulimic That's lemmings, right. which are one and the same. Which are one and okay. the same. All bulimics are lemmings. <laughs> all frat that. boys are lemmings. Right. And all lemmings are bulimic frat boys. Frat <laughs> boys like, dude, are you going to vomit? Truth. Hell yeah, I'm going to vomit. All right, let's all go vomit. They all go vomit. And you're like, I don't respect any of you. <laughs> are you a bulimic frat boy lemming? Russ Goldman does not respect you. Find me, find me a frat boy and I will find you a bulimic <laughs> lemming in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> And of course, by avoiding what society wants you to do, you're not at all being directed oh, by society God. by doing exactly the opposite. That that's not at all anyway. Well, this is Greg's big theory oh, with the punk. Argument. Yeah, Greg yeah, always brings the this worst up. Piece of crap. Ever. Great argument. Don't say it. now. Look. Yes, to be a contrarian, you have to have uh, a mainstream to be a contrarian against, but that doesn't mean that they're controlling you. It's quite the opposite. If they were controlling you, then they would dictate you how you do, do like the rebellion. It's like the lemming who doesn't walk off the cliff. You're like scolding him, saying, look at you. You're just being controlled by all those lemmings who jump off the cliff. You're not jumping off the cliff. You're so under their control. No, he's not. He's a contrarian lemming. He doesn't jump off the cliff. Right. Give him respect. <laughs> respect. A contrarian lemming. So he does get your respect, but not if he's a bulimic frat boy contrarian lemming. Then that doesn't work out. That's right. <laughs> no, no. Any bulimic frat boy is not a contrarian, but is a Do you realize what the... Ch There's no such thing as a contrarian bulimic frat boy. Our, that our Chinese listener has just heard us say that we like omelets. That's what he's gotten from the translation. He's like, omelets yeah. are good. I like omelets. He's currently burning down all of his English to Chinese dictionaries. <laughs> Useless! Oh my God. I set fire to you. You translate nothing from the show of emus, my favorite show. And while we, I understand nothing. While we burn our books, that actually has brought us to the end of another oh hour, God. blessedly. Uh, we want to thank everyone nice. for listening to us, and uh, thank God that we are an audio show and not a video show, which is showing videos of Russ's recklessness one way or the other. But if you have reckless behavior you'd like to tell us about, please email us at russgregstoryorandy at com or call us and let Russ know what behavior you did to a 666 Mep one. And please do not engage in reckless behavior just because Russ says so, because then you wouldn't be reckless. And, and he wouldn't respect you. Rebellious. It has to be constructive. Right. Only constructive right. Constructive recklessness. Please. Think about it that Only way. Only constructive recklessness. <laughs> Russ will give you the definition. Really? We'll garner Russ's respect. <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. But wait. If it's constructive recklessness and you have to think about it before you right, do it, then then no. it's no longer reckless yeah. because it's thoughtful recklessness, right. which is an oxymoron. Right. Huzzah! <laughs> Uh, shrooms. <laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MepReport.com and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371.
And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Just another day away.